So, so conscience bears witness to the subject's conscience, to the, to the subject's conduct in a moral sense. You become, listen to this, you become self-conscious. You become sin-conscious. You become guilty or condemned conscious. You, you get this kind of conscience from within, a guilty conscience, an ashamed conscience. But when you come into Christ, you trade in a sin conscience for a forgiveness conscience. You turn in a self-conscience where you're self-conscious. You turn that into a clear conscience. You turn in that guilty conscience for a free conscience. But what I, I think that's enough of that because I want to hit the third point today. But what I want to tell people. Do you know that your emotions and your thoughts, I want you to hear this. Did you know that your emotions and your thoughts, that for years hampered me? And the Lord just showed me this recently. Because of conscience of right and wrong, and because the scripture is written in our heart, when we do wrong, the conscience is right there saying, you did wrong. You're coming short. The Bible says this. And you're like, oh, God. And you get, a, you, you, get, you get all down about that. Okay? And when you really get pushed down further and further and further, there gets a time where you can't even resist. That's why the body needs to intercede for each other. You know, you can get so down in self-condemnation and guilt and fear that you, you can't pick yourself up. You need to be carried. And then once you're carried a while and the body of Christ is helping you or you've got a good wife or a good husband or a good friend that's helping you with that, you get to a point where you can start resisting. You can start resisting. But I want to be sympathetic to people that are so hurt and are so much suffering that you can't do it yourself. I've been there. I understand that. I understand what it's like to live in fear. I understand what it's like to be anxious continually. I understand what it's like for a cloud of depression to come in where you feel like you can't get out of bed. I understand those things. I understand not being able to help yourself. And you don't need somebody's finger in yourself saying, Cowboy up, Pastor! I'm like, I'm going to cowboy up you. <laughs> Sometimes you can't cowboy up. I had a friend that's a brother to me go through so much. I held that brother in prayer because I knew he needed it. But guys, this conscience thing, um, th this conscience thing, you, 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 oh, for you that live with that guilt and that, with that conscience thing from within, the voices, oh, I was, here's this, feelings and thoughts used to mess me up, but I learned how to use feelings and thoughts in a positive way. When I feel something. 
When I feel, this will set, this will set some people free. If you will hear truth, this will help you. When I feel a certain way, I ask myself, why are you feeling like that? What are you thinking about? What lie are you believing? What truth are you not confessing? So when I used to feel bad, or I used to feel a certain way, I used to just give up and lay in the bed and say, it's going to be a bad day. But then I was like, that devil's a dumb devil. He is a dumb devil. Devil, I declare to you, you are a dumb devil. And even me telling you this, even the devil hearing this, he's still a dumb devil. And he'll keep doing his dumb stuff. And if you'll get smart, you can, you can overcome him. Listen, here's how. When you have that emotion, ask the Holy Spirit, why am I having this emotion? That is a practice I want you to start doing. You people that was delivered and your conscience was purged last week, I'm telling you, your memories can go. Guilt can go. Shame can go. Uh, uh, the blood of goats and, and, and stuff can only cover the sin. But if you'll believe what the Word says, the Word of God says that the blood of Jesus can purge your conscience of sin. It can make it not hurt anymore. It can make it where, where, where you don't feel it anymore, where, where it doesn't affect you anymore, where you don't live in that torture chamber anymore. You can be free. You can be free. You can be free. You know how you do it? It's simple. I'm a simple person. When feelings comes in, feelings are mind, will, and emotions. When emotions happen, I'll say, Holy Spirit, what's going on here? And then I'll do this. The blood of Jesus has purged me. The blood of Jesus has purged me of a sin consciousness. Now that's too easy for some of you. The blood of Jesus has purged me. You speak that out. That is practice. Speak it out. The blood of Jesus has purged me from consciousness of sin. I don't remember anymore. I'm not taunted with it. And then you do this. You renew your mind with the stupid lies that's in your head with the truth about God. You tell yourself. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm still, I, I want to stand toe-to-toe with people on this, on this. Because I think the church has got it wrong. Jesus is for you. The Holy Spirit is for you. Between your inner conscience and between the devil in your ear and in your face, there is, the, the Holy Ghost doesn't need to say, hey, you better watch out on that. Your conscience is already doing it and the devil's already in your face. The Holy Spirit is here to say, you are righteous. The enemy has been disarmed. Jesus Christ loves you. I empower you. I lead you into truth to know what to say to these lies. God writes his word on your heart to where, to where his, your sins and iniquities, he doesn't remember them anymore. So what I just did and what you can do, you that want your, perch, your conscience is purged, 
Just simply do this. This is a practice. In your thing where it says, how can you practice? Write this down. Just say, the blood of Jesus purges me from sin consciousness. To now I'm forgiveness conscious and Christ conscious and clear conscious. And then say, the Holy Spirit says I'm righteous. The Holy Spirit says that, that God doesn't remember my sins anymore. The Holy Spirit says God loves me. The Holy Spirit. I've had scriptures on every one of those. I want people to get out of the Holy Spirit's out to get you and to show you what you're doing wrong all the time. And I want you to get into the Holy Spirit as advocate. Jesus said, when I leave, I am sending an advocate. Not a judgmentalist. Not somebody that holds the law on your face all the time. Your conscience, the law's written on your conscience. It's doing that to you. Is anybody understanding this? Let's get to the third one. If the blood purchased me, then why do I still feel so rotten? We got to get to that deepest root and pull it out. I want to keep moving on here. The blood is how we overcome Satan. So we've done Godward, we've done manward, now I want to do Satanward. Buckle in, this is good, I'm telling you. And it's straight word. The blood is how we overcome Satan, the accuser on the outside. Man, I hope you're listening to this. I, I see some of you going through hell that you shouldn't be going through. I see some of you going through stuff. Please turn off what you're going to do. Please listen to this point. Please listen to this point. Christ our, our high priest with his own blood secured our salvation to, to, forever. So Christ has now become the high priest over all things. This is Hebrews 9, 11 and 12. Hebrews 9, 11 and 12. You guys are doing a great job up there. So Christ has now become the high priest over all things that have come. He's entered into the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven. Remember we learned a couple weeks ago how they had the earthly tabernacle, but there's one up in the heavenlies, okay? Uh, he was not made by human hands. It was, it was not a part of this created world. But look at this. Christ, our high priest, with his own blood. With his own blood. Not the blood of goats and calves. He entered Christ with his own blood. Entered into that most holy place. Once for all time. And secured our redemption forever. Look at this. If this isn't in there, I want this in CEB. 1 John 1, 7. Look at this, you guys. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from every sin. Now look at this. If we live in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from every sin. God just showed this to me. Is there anybody out here endeavoring to walk in the light? Anybody out here trying to walk in the light? If we walk in the light, 
That's if we walk in communion with Christ, as he is in the light, that's where that fellowship is with God, and that's where that fellowship is with each other. Then why does it say the blood of Jesus cleanses us from everything? Craig, I remember when we were in the theater. Let me tell you something. I'm going ru- to ruin watching movies for, for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this is going to ruin the movie theater for you. All right? Everybody listen to this. When we were in the movie theater seven years, when you go back on those recliners and when you put your arms on the things and the floor you walk on and the walls you see, brothers and sisters, there's there's just these little bitty lights on the floor that keep you from falling on your face. But we were there setting up every Sunday. Theaters are the dirtiest. You, I, I get a kick out of women mom, super, uh, soccer moms that are like germaphobics, but yet they go to the movie. <laughs> I'm like, you better wipe down the whole seat. Oil's kegged on that seat where you put your head. There's grease and, and, and spit and slobber, and they don't even sweep it. They just take a blower and blow it all to the front and scoop it up with a dustpan. And then they go get old dirty water and, 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 and do that to where when you're on there, it's like an ice skating rink because of all the grease. It ruined it for me. Every time I go to a movie, I'm like, dude, this is disgusting. I'm going to bring a sheet and put over this thing. Brothers and sisters, listen to this. We're all trying to walk in the light. When you walk in the light, guess what happens? The light comes on. Jesus sees it all. He sees it all. He sees all the hidden. He knows all your thoughts. He knows it all. He knows it all. So you can have great confidence when the devil comes and says, you are such an unholy person, you shouldn't even go to church. You shouldn't even set your little rear down or big rear down in that place with all those holy people. You shouldn't do it because you're this and this and this and this. The accuser of the, of, of the, the, accuser of the brother is accusing you. Your inside is accusing you. But then you say, the lights are on, and the ugly's everywhere, and I still go to the movies. <laughs> His blood. Get a revelation of that. Get in the light. Don't hide. And when you're in the light, when you look all undone, he loves you. So when the devil comes and says, oh, if they only knew, if they only knew. It even says fellowship with one another. Can this fellowship forgive and love people? Look at this. Jesus, our advocate, dealt with the accuser in heaven with his blood. I want you to get that. Jesus, our advocate, dealt with the devil in heaven. And, and the other day when the Lord spoke that to me, I said, well, how do you do that? I read the scripture. With his own blood. 
Do you know the scripture says, and we're going to get to this, that the devil is in, is in heaven accusing the brethren 24 hours, day and night? We're going to get to that in a minute where he's accusing, accusing, accusing. Hey, did you know this and then that? Or that and that. The devil's the accuser. But Jesus went up and the devil's like, accusing everybody. Jesus just goes like this. With his blood. And it sends the accuser running. That's why we have to have the same valuation of the blood of Jesus that God has on the blood of Jesus. We have to value the blood. If you don't understand it and you don't like it or you may not want to do it that way, know today and get an understanding that the blood of Jesus can run the accuser of the brethren away. To me, to me, we've got to do what Jesus did. If it worked for him in the heavenlies to the accuser, don't you think it works in the earthly to the accuser? Come on, somebody praise him. I believe it. Now look at this. Jesus, our advocate, dealt with the accuser in heaven with his blood. Look at 1 John 2, 1. My dear children, I'm writing to you so that you won't sin. But if anyone does sin... We have a judge. We have an advocate who pleads our case before Jesus. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. I say this, church, and I know I'm going a little bit long, but you, I, I want to. Deal with the devil, with the blood. That's how Jesus did it, our advocate. To the, that's how he dealt with the accuser, and that's how you need to deal with it. So, Revelation 12, 10 through 11, says this. I heard a loud voice saying, Now, present tense, salvation and strength in the kingdom of God and the power of Christ have come. Has the power of Christ come? Is it finished? Did Jesus yell it's finished on the cross? And did he raise from the dead? So are we waiting for this to happen? No. Christ has come. For the accuser of the brethren, this is what, I'm not going to say my thoughts on this. You can figure it out yourself. Look at this. It says, who accused? Is that present or past tense? Before our God, day and night, has been cast down. I'm telling you, that doesn't set right with some of you in theology. That's something you're going to have to work out with the Lord. Before God, I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just going to let the word. Before God, day and night, has been cast down. And they, who's they? Overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. 
How did Jesus deal with the accuser in that most holy place? With the blood of the lamb. He did it and the accuser was cast down. Cast out. Does the devil go up and down? I don't know. don't care. But I know that the blood stops him. So if it worked up there, it needs to work here. Listen to this. Two ways to deal with the devil. Deal with the devil with the blood of the lamb. Here's where I want you to listen. If you've been uh, dozing off, this is a time to listen. Because the Lord said this one's strong in our church and it needs to change. The Lord told me this. Two, two ways we got to deal with the devil. Deal with him with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I used to think that that meant, because we always had testimony services. Hey, somebody got a testimony. Come up and tell what the Lord's done. The Lord showed me that's not what that means right there. You overcome with the blood of the lamb, like Jesus did. Accuser, you can accuse me of everything. You know the devil will come take the word of God and accuse you. Look, you, you, you broke this right here. Blood. 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 But here's where we lose it, church. Here's where we lose it. Here's where we're not getting the victory. Our words. I never saw, I never saw a people like I see today that come and get a victory. They hear a message like this and they get a victory. And then you go up to them and, oh, I'm so weary. I don't know if I can make it another week. I, and, and where I want to be careful is I've been there, and I think you've got to be sympathetic to that. I've been there. I, I've been the person where my wife was probably like, man, Lord, is he ever going to fight again? So I want to be sympathetic, and, and I'm not sure how to balance it. I'm not sure how to balance this. I, I don't know when to say, you need to stop that. I don't know when to be tough on people and say, you, you're killing yourself with your own words. You are coming in agreement with the devil. Brothers and sisters, when, when the devil is accusing you of something, and then you just yield to it and, and, and give in to it, and, and, and I, I've done it. Do you know how hard I've been hit the last two days? And I know it's because of this sermon. And I finally didn't have to tell my wife. I didn't have to tell her. And she didn't have to see me scared and having a bad day. Because I'm practicing what I'm telling you guys. I'm getting a revelation. If the blood was good enough for God, it's good enough for me. And I'm getting a revelation that I have got to stop using my words to come in agreement with the devil. It, let the weak say, I am strong. Weak, weak, we can't say, oh God, I don't know if I can make it. If you only knew the pressure and, the, and what's happening to me. Oh, God. I, I, the devil just went, <laughs> grabbed your foot. 
grabbed your foot. I, I'm so, I don't know the balance. I, I wished I did. I don't know the balance when you put your foot up on somebody's hind end and say, stand for God. But I don't think that's... I think the key is being with people. And, and I think we got to be more sensitive as a body. That when people are going through stuff that we come alongside of them. I, I, I don't know the answer for sure. But I do know this. That we do have, we overcome with the blood and we overcome with God's word out of our mouth. And if you can't do it, ask somebody to do it with you or something. Um, I, I don't, but God, Holy Spirit, just show us how to do that. Um, I want to touch a couple more things. Remember when I was talking about feelings and thoughts? Another thing the enemy did with me in my Christian faith walk over the years is when something goes from a foothold to a stronghold, it moves into my dreams to where I don't have a good night's sleep. Um, but what I started doing with dreams is I quit doing this. I quit waking up the next morning and say, looking at Carmen with puppy eyes and just going... And putting my head down. And I started saying the devil's a dumb devil. And what he would cause me to dream about. I started addressing it in the spirit. I was having a continual dream. Of my wife. Having sex with a guy. Where it went all night long. Don't look at me like this. That never happened to anybody. It does. And the enemy can put stuff in there, just all kinds of lies and stuff. And this thing would repeat and repeat and repeat. One day I got a hold of that and I said, and instead of just count, falling over and hurting about it and getting up feeling like I just lived it, I started saying, I break every soul tie that that person has to me. I, 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 by, by the blood of Jesus, I, I break whatever that is. And, and, then, and then you get into people that have hurt you deeply. Do you know that relationships, everybody says, we're in a relational world. Let me tell you something. Going through a divorce, people that go through divorce are not the only people that have emotional damage. You can give your heart to people and not be married. David and Jonathan, it was like a marriage. But when I love, I choose to love deep. And when, when, when things happen, it got to where it would be like a divorce. And it would, it would hit my emotions like a divorce. And I'd dream about this stuff. I would dream about all these people that, that I thought were out, were, were trying to destroy me and trying to get me. And I'd, and I'd wait. And then you got that. And then these, you know how you beat that? Is I say, Lord, I realize that there is an emotional soul tie. And I break that emotional soul tie. And I ask to be healed in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. When I started doing that on that dream with the sex thing, haven't had one since. Yeah. Don't, really, don't, don't, let's don't clap I, I, for a second. 
because I want to use all the minutes we have. There, there's times when I'm just like a machine gun. And I start taking them one by one. And say, Lord, I break soul ties. And then I also start doing this. Lord, I pray for people. I bless people that hurt me and say all manner against me falsely. But you know what I heard the Lord say? Falsely or rightly? Because sometimes us church people go falsely and think we're being martyred for Christ. And really you did it to yourself. So whether they're saying it falsely or rightly, you're hurting But I started saying, Lord, release me from that deep tie where my heart is knit to them. And brothers and sisters, here's another thing that can happen. In relationships when people are hurt, I started doing this and one reoccurring one, I blessed them, I broke the soul tie, nothing, nothing for weeks, nothing. And then something happened where I saw their names and I made a snide remark that wasn't even eight or ten words. I made a snide remark that wasn't even eight or ten words. Guess what happened that night? I had a bad dream about those people because I used my mouth to speak a cursing. Brothers and sisters, I don't think you understand how much you need to get a hold of your mouth. Scripture's clear on this. That when you speak evil of people, you are coming in agreement with the devil and you are putting a hex and a curse on them. And being in the business I'm at, people don't... The Lord showed me they may not mean to. But people... When you do what I do, there's only one way to do it, and that's get dirty. Every time I enter into saying I'm going to help a marriage, get ready to get dirty, because nine times out of ten, I become the blame. They don't listen anyway, and they end up leaving and telling everybody what a dirty rat I am. And all I wanted to do was help. So lots of people leave doing this. But you guys have that too in your relationships. Maybe somebody had to be let go at your work. Maybe you, you had a falling out with a family member. Well, every time you get with your buddies and rat on them, you're cursing God. And I think you've opened yourself up to where you aren't walking in God's peace. So here's what I've been doing. It guys, I could have justified this. It was just almost a wisecrack. I repented. And I said, Lord, I pray forgiveness for speaking evil against someone. And I'll tell you what, you people, you people that just absorb and absorb the word and never do nothing with it, just so you can know more, And I see people just do it so they can know more and then they can decide if I'm a good or a bad preacher. You guys, you better be careful touching God's anointing. I believe that with all my heart. Be careful. Be careful. 
The other day, somebody was speaking bad about Joel Osteen and, and um, Bill Hybels to me, saying, ah, they preach to people with itching ears. I'm like, whoa, get away from me. I'm not, I am not getting into that. I personally think they're evangelists to our community. And Billy Graham told Jimmy Swaggart, I'll get them saved, you get them filled with the Holy Spirit. Some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. You better be careful. Be careful. Oh, Joel Osteen just says what you want to hear. And then, boy, if we spent more time on solid stuff. Hey, I'm pastoring you today. This is pastoring. I'm loving you today. But listen, I, I want to give you practices. What you're dreaming about, break it with the blood. Break soul ties and pray with them. What I, guys, listen to this. My, my wife, I remember one night, uh, I'll be honest, it was this week. I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I thought she was awake. And so I'm like, like this. And she says, I'm awake. And I said, me too. <laughs> and, uh, I was just getting ready to get in the flesh. <laughs> but anyway, um, I said, what are you thinking about? And she goes, nothing. I'm like, you're not? Because my mind's going, Brrr. And then I said, uh, what you been dreaming about? I don't dream. And I'm like, <laughs> but you know what I'm noticing? I'm getting where I don't dream anymore, except peaceful, godly dreams. Because I get up, and I get out of bed, and then one at a time. The devil's a dumb devil. Every time I get a dream, I go pray for him. I go break a soul tie, and I plead the blood over him, and then that dream don't happen. And then I get this another one. And then I get this other one. I get rid of that one. I get rid of that I'm clear back to things in high school. <laughs> seriously. 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 I broke two high schools on relationships I had in high school. Yep. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm winning on the accusing on the inside and the outside. I'm trying to help you win. Guys, let's end with this. This is so powerful. How dare you, devil, to accuse and condemn us any longer? Romans 8, 32 through 34. Do you guys have that one? Thank you, Noah. Look at this. Back up one, please. Back up to 31. Th this is powerful. Look at this, you guys. Remember, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the what? Word of our testimony. Look. What then shall we say? 
What shall we say in response to these these things? And if you read that, it's talking about accusation and condemnation because that's where the scripture says there is no condemnation in there. So what shall we say when, when there's an inner conscience accusing us and there's a devil accusing us? What shall we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's what you say. And then he tells you why. Since he did not even spare his own son, but he gave us up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? I love this next part. Go to the next one. Uh, Keep going to the next slide. Oh, no, back up. My bad. Next one. Forget it. Hey, just listen. (laughs) Guys, listen to this. Try not to look at the screen for a second. In fact, don't try the screen. Listen to this. If God be for us, who can be against us? He, he sent his own son, gave him up for us all who won't also give us everything. Look at this. How dare you accuse us of whom God has chosen of his own? How dare you, devil? How dare you? How dare you accuse? See, there's that accuse. How dare accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Everyone want to say, no one. Is that on there? I don't know what those guys are doing. (laughs) For God himself, look at this. It says, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? The Bible I'm reading says, no one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. And then look at this. Who then will condemn us? No one. No one. For Christ died for us and was raised from the dead. Braden. As we start this, are we in agreement with the devil or are we in agreement with Christ? Guys, this is a prophetic word of the Lord. If you don't resist the enemy, he will not be resisted. You have to do it. You need to write that down. Bob, I heard you say, wow, you got that. If you don't resist the enemy, he won't be resisted. You have to do that. That's practice this week. If you won't resist the enemy, then he won't be resisted. You have to do that. Practice that this week. Practice reading Romans 8, 32 through 34. The enemy's biggest tool is this. Guys, listen to this. The enemy's biggest tool is he knows that mankind gives up. So he'll keep going and wait for you to just give up. Did you all hear that? The enemy's tool is he knows that it's human nature just give up and take it after a while. Just beat me up. I'm tired. Praying in faith is not praying once. It's praying until. 
Praying in faith is not praying once. It's praying until. How many knows that scripture that says, Cast all your cares and worries on the Lord because He cares for you? How many knows that scripture? Look what I discovered this morning. Look at the next scripture. This scripture says, hey, cast your cares, your anxieties, your fears, your condemnation, your guilt. Cast that all on the Lord. He cares for you. Now look, stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Notice this. Right after you cast your cares on the Lord, he cares for you. Cast out all this stuff. Then it immediately says the devil prowls on these kind of people. The devil's prowling. He's prowling. James 4, 7 says this. It says this. It says, submit your will to the Lord. In other words, submit what you want to the Lord. Listen to this. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If we don't resist him, he won't be resisted. We have to do that. The person that has a lot of anxiousness and fears and shame, you're the one he's prowling for. Watch out. He's looking for that one. Resist the devil. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the word. Lord, I thank you for revelation of the word. Father, I thank you that Church on the Rock is going to walk out of this place today understanding God's Word and that we are going to practice God's Word this week. We're going to practice it personally. We're going to practice it in the community. We're going to practice it with calling friends and talking about it. We are going to be a free people. Lord, today, Lord, I thank you that people this week are, are, have been purged that they have been purged by the blood of the Lamb from a sin consciousness. Lord, I thank you that this week they're going to continue to be purged and their conscience is going to be purged. Lord, I pray that soul ties will be broke. Lord, I pray that, that footholds and strongholds that the enemy has had on God's people for centuries. Lord, I pray that this truth, that this church will know the truth and the truth will set them free. Lord, set us free. Set us free. Let's stand to our feet. Set us free. Set us free. Set us free. Hey, pray this there.